Hello, everybody, and welcome to the number one podcast disaster. I am Kurt the Hurt, king of the recycling bin. This is Noise of the Broke Boys podcast, the number one podcast in the universe, in my mind at least. Today I have a special guest, B-Boy Dibs, Renegades crew, Regulators crew, Mr. Danny Dibble. What's up, dude? What's up? Man, I've always I've always liked your name because you sounded like uh, like you should be a character in Harry Potter or something. Well, you know, I'm actually named after... Uh, my grandfather was a cartoonist. Oh, really? And he had a cartoon called uh, Danny Dingle. Danny Dingle? So I'm oh, actually cool. named after that. Was that a popular? I feel no, like I've heard of that. No, it wasn't popular. I mean, it was like Silver Age. So like okay. 50s. And it was like a Sunday morning cartoon. Or like, you know, oh. Sunday morning in the in the, in the newspaper. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like a funny. So you're yeah. named after that. Yeah. Was that like a good character to be, to be named after or no? I, I don't know. Just kind of like a... Just a dude who got like, was, into was, trouble and just kind of okay, you know, it's kind of fifties cartoon. Yeah, okay. Because I was. What like, do we do today, Daisy? Yeah, <laughs> see, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty dope. Are you you're into cartooning at all or no? Um, not drawing, but I love reading comic books. I read yeah, all the time, okay. um, all different sorts, and uh, yeah, like from Marvel, DC, to even more like, you know, like uh, independent ones and mm. different types. And, yeah, no, I think like uh, you know, comic books, graphic novels. That's that is some of the most underrated uh, like mediums of like storytelling. I think. Yeah. It's it's so good. At least, um, at least I mean, there's there's a lot of good examples of really good ones, and and I feel like you know stuff like the Watchmen and stuff. It's like man, these are so good, and uh, like you can't even. It doesn't even compare to the movies and stuff that they'll make of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sure. crazy. Yeah. They can do totally different stuff with comics than movies. Like this, like the pacing, the artwork. and Yeah. Um, yeah, I just read uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. He mm. made, that one was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that guy has some crazy stuff. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's a legend in that world. He's a sure. wizard, man. He's, he's, a he's a straight wizard. Like his beard's down here. <laughs> Dude, he's just Alan Moore's a wizard, bro. Dude, he's yeah, he's from Hogwarts, you know. Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman. You're a With a name like Danny Dibble, I always think like, dude, you wake up in the morning, put your head on, and it goes Gryffindor. <laughs> you know, man. So Dobby pops do it. out of the corner like, Master Dibble. You're a wizard, <laughs> Dobby. Dobby is a real. <laughs> a free elf. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, dude. Enough fucking around. Yeah. Yo, thanks for coming on, man. Um I'm glad you're here, dude, cuz I've wanted to have you on here for a while cuz um I see I've seen you I've known you for a long time. You've been a dancer in the scene for quite a while. I mean, shoot. How long have you been breaking? I started in 2005. 2005. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. I mean, shoot. 16 years now. Yeah. That's crazy. Um so then you know, I've seen you kind of grow. Like I, I can see how much hard work you put into like your craft, and it's very, it's very apparent to me. And so I kind of wanted to start this conversation off with like the importance of that to you because it's very apparent to me. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if you if you know that or not. Yeah, that, I mean, the importance of hard work I've always kind of had in my head because when I started, I was very like unathletic. Mm -hmm. I was not like I, I started um, from playing baseball and I was the worst. Like mm -hmm. I, I was like probably the worst in the league. Like I got like one you hit. The ball. Like I got the, like one hit in three years. You were the kid yeah. in uh, Sandlot uh, yeah. when he goes to the thing and then 
gets hit in the face. Or exactly. I was that kid. Glasses, <laughs> all of it. Like, oh, yeah. I was really unathletic. So, like, getting the breaking. Mm. Um, I had this kind of false idea that, you know, I wasn't, that people around me were way more talented than me. Oh. You know? Um, and maybe physically, you know, they were already, they were ahead. But that caused me to be like, okay, they're more talented. I have to work harder. Mm. You know? Um, so that kind of, like, came in early on. Later on, and we can go deeper into this later, but like that kind of idea of people who are talented in some way having an advantage mm -hmm. kind of faded away because you. when, you know, um, sometimes people who have talent take it for granted yeah, and they don't, they have to work hard on top of that, yeah. you know, in order to progress, mm -hmm. you know, everybody has a different starting point, but you got to run the race while the race is going you know yeah i i always look at talent as like it's kind of just a head start but you're not really anywhere yet yeah it's it's like having a hundred dollars in your pocket compared to someone who has zero yeah. you know you can go and buy something but you might buy something stupid you might go yeah. buy drugs or something and then now 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 you're zero too you know yeah so uh it's like um you know if you're not honing your talent into actual skill i don't think you're really going anywhere Absolutely. Yeah. There's a really great book that talks about this that I would super recommend. It's uh, called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, okay. And it talks about how, like, the people who succeed in life are the ones essentially who don't give up, you know? Mm -hmm. But then going further into that, like, that kind of thing of when, you know, when people work hard, people with talent, like, have to work harder and keep going. Mm -hmm. But they, like, statistically tend to not because oh. they already have that. You know, so it's the yeah. people who start off a little bit back that tend to be in it for more longevity. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, that may, I mean that makes sense. I feel like when you're when you when you have like struggles, um, you know, going into this thing, and you have to really focus on how to get through those. You have a lot of yeah, I guess grit to get through it, and therefore you can withstand a lot more of the pain and obstacles that you got to get over to keep going as someone who just has some natural talent goes oh man this is hard it's getting hard i'm out yeah. you know it's it's easy to do that but. yeah so i had a lot of like really dope people around me uh mm -hmm. in the beginning i would say i started um so my first introduction was uh i actually went to middle school with kid david okay um, yeah and uh so i saw him at the talent show oh and that was dope. my first time i ever saw breaking yeah yeah um and then i started learning from miles milestone milestone okay so he was my teacher yeah, what's um, that guy at? He's in LA. He's like making like uh, clothing now. Oh, okay. Like he was into yeah, like. He's a dope artist. He's dope. He's super dope. Shout out Miles. So. Um, Miles, you should listen to the podcast. If you're not yeah, come listen, please. Yeah. Actually, be a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Miles. Um, <laughs> and then um, I got down with Urban Apache. I don't know if you remember Urban Apache. It's like um, uh, Josh Anobi. Oh, oh, Askia, yeah, yeah. Love Child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Dylan. Mm -hmm. He had like Hello Windmills. Who Man. Miles was a part of it. David was a part of it. Mm. Uh, Pete, Pete 10. Um, oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. These are people I haven't seen in a long time. So that was my first crew. They were like the local crew in Marin. Yeah, okay. Um, and I learned from them a lot. And they pushed me to go like further. Um, and then uh, I kind of started off with the younger guys that was around. We formed our own crew out of that. That started as kind of like a sub crew. Mm -hmm. of urban apache um that was like me max protocol max Payne, mm -hmm. r.i.p max um mm -hmm. 
Josh was also with us. Jaime. Do you remember Jaime? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, Jaime was with us. Uh, Tom Slick, uh, a bunch of guys. And they kind of pushed us as well. Um, and then I was learning a lot from... Well, Miles was in Rockforce. I was hanging out with Rockforce. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, mainly Profo. Is this and, the and Cell Space days? Yeah, yeah. Cell okay. Space days. Yeah. I remember going to Cell Space one day and training with you guys. And I just saw, like, Milestone whipping the shit out of you. And you were, like, <laughs> like about to die. And I was like, this dude works fucking hard. Because oh, I'm man. over here just fucking rolling on the floor. You know, the crazy thing is on Cell Space days, that was a double practice day for us. Oh, really? So I would go train with Miles at the spot called Horizons um, in the mission from like four to six that we would go like shop at ross it's like a, this is like every monday tradition <laughs> this is like a ross. monday tradition we would like go train for two hours shop at ross get like a drama juice or something and then go to cell space afterwards oh shit for like years that's crazy yeah yeah i mean that was kind of my high school days actually because we would tr- we would basically train at school then take a break then go train again at night um, yeah. But I could not keep that up after <laughs> after <laughs> high school. I mean, a little bit towards in college, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah Cell space was dope. I learned a lot from um, just like Osmosis, like Joey Groons mm-hmm. out there. Oh, yeah, man, I um, about that guy. Prolific, uh, Ross, mm-hmm. um, Wacko, of course. I got all my tops from Wacko. I got them all from Wacko. Dope, yeah. So he, he was on the podcast actually a while ago. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Wack donuts are dope. Have you had his donuts yet? I haven't had. They them, are no. so good, man. Yeah, I heard they're hell good. The, like the texture is so different from what you're used to. Cause it's it's a vegan donut, right? It's vegan, but they're baked, mm, okay. not fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so see. it's like totally different texture. It's really good. Okay. Um, wow. And then I when Miles left Rockforce and switched over to Renegades, I started hanging out more with Renegades. Oh, I see. Okay. And that's how and learning from like the guys that are around, like Bobby, Finesse, mm-hmm. Monkey, um, Joey Groons was in at the time. Um and uh Wicket when he would be in town and then mm-hmm. that's how I kinda got into yeah. Renegades and Yeah, just being around all those people, like made me feel like i'm like fucking whack i gotta like yeah, get gotta, better yeah you gotta <laughs> yeah no i mean being around legends and stuff you know wick, you know wicked in particular iron monkey and stuff you see them and you're like dude i got something to, you know work towards yeah and they would also tell me like like monkey would be like yo that moves whack you gotta stop doing that <laughs> yeah, yeah i had some weird shit in the beginning like i used to do That's, like a lot of character shit like oh yeah, but, yeah and like some of it was good but some of it wasn't <laughs> you, you know what I, I was talking to someone else about this recently but uh, it was like i had a in when i was in flex play that was the same kind of mentality they would have to me like the, yo that move sucks you suck do better and i was always like fuck these guys yeah. i'm gonna make you cheer for this move yeah just wait well it wasn't necessarily like you suck it was just like don't ever do that yeah move don't again. ever do that again <laughs> and i'm like I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it better. And then you're going to cheer for this. I yeah. know I'm going to make you cheer for it. Yeah. And so it, that like really pushed me just the hatred in my heart, I guess, to like <laughs> to make them cheer for this. So, yeah, I w- so I would. And that's kind of why I always break differently than a lot of those flex guys, because I was like, no, fuck this. They hate this move. I'm going to make them like it. And you know what? Actually, a lot of those moves, they ended up liking it. So yeah. I guess I was on something. But, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> just that like. Oh, I, 
I want to throw this to you in your face was like something that really drove me. I don't know if that's just a cynic in me or what. But it kind of passed on to me because now with my student, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But it's more, it's less a thing of like that it's bad. It's just like a, Miles used to say, um, just because something can be done doesn't mean it should be done. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. No, you know, because I mean, it's true. like, it's dope to be creative and original, but you know, you know, some things are whack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> some things just like objectively look bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. the thing that I just immediately thought about is, um, do you remember Dark Side from Freak Show? Vaguely. I remember, I don't remember Dark Side specifically, but I remember my first time seeing Freak Show. I think it was Big Payback or uh -huh. something like that. One of those Cupertino jams that yeah. Tech used to throw. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I remember like being repulsed. Like oh, really? it was like, cause I was so conditioned into that traditional b-boy mindset that seeing them, I was like, I had this reaction like I was seeing some insects. Like I was like, Ugh. yeah, no, they they would dress hella crazy. But the the thing that I was just reminded of is like, this dude is a wild man. He was battling somebody, and they um, they I don't know, they dicked him or something, you know. And he was like, oh, I'll show you. I got a better burn and he just whipped his dick out and actually <laughs> caught them. What the fuck? Yeah, and I was like, hey, Yo, that's like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh man, he used to do it all the time actually. But I was there <laughs> the first time he did it and I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Yo, groundbreaking. I man. mean, that's a very creative way to, to burn somebody. A, I'm like, it, I guess. It really shouldn't be done. <laughs> well, I, I used to think the worst was when Benji had the dildo. Oh yeah, right? yeah exactly. But that's a whole nother level, bro. <laughs> that, it really is. No, I mean, like I thought the worst was him from a dildo in baby's face but like <laughs> him actually pulling his dick out like it's just literally he said, oh, like you're gonna do this to me i'm gonna it's really like, i'm gonna actually to sexually harass you yeah right it now. was it, yeah no me too right there dude like i'm gonna I forget who that was for. imagine he's battling a b-girl man just be over uh, it, it yeah it would be over i, I don't, mean it should be over if you like flashed it in front of the wrong guy you'd probably knock him out he was he was doing it to uh circus runaways that's who they were battling okay so, so it was Josh kind of like law and all those guys yeah <laughs> so i don't know they might have done it back to him i don't know God. but well, that, that was some wild shit and, th and that's that j milestones um <laughs> quote just reminded <laughs> me of that because something you can do you can do a lot of things but some things you don't want to do this episode of noise of the broke boys is brought to you by the gym photoshoot helpline do you enjoy filming yourself doing jumping jacks to post on social media does taking photos of yourself with weights near you make you feel cool do you think perspiration allows your skin to glisten in the gym lamplight during your workout photo shoot? I believe you've come to the right place for your terrible addiction. Unfortunately, no one wants to see your nasty body while scrolling through social media looking for posts of animals doing cute things. And admitting this is step one. But more importantly, help is available. Tell your photography staff to stay home today. In fact, let them know that they will need to look for new employment. Today, you'll work out without taking pictures of yourself. It will be a hard journey, but our telephone operators are standing by for assistance. Call 1-800-DUMBBELL-VANITY for help anytime you feel the weight of your addiction. That's 1-800-DUMBBELL-VANITY. And now, on to the show. But, like, <laughs> talking about Freak Show, like, I do have a lot more respect for them now. Um, I got a ton of respect. Because I've kind of evolved in my thinking of, like... You know what breaking is and like some people will look at even like kazuki rock you remember the whole thing with kazuki rock they had the picture of him 
doing the, um, the splits. The splits thing. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, what the fuck is this? It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, this dude's like kind of killing it. Like, yeah. And he's doing his own thing. And part of breaking is you want to do, yeah. you know, your own thing. And, yeah. you know, there's enough space in breaking for the weirdos. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think there should be space. Like, I love Bruce Almighty. I love, like, you know, the funny shit. Like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, who, who's the other guys? Um, Issei Kikoku from uh, Japan. Uh-huh. They do, um, like, a weird... Look up Issei Kikoku uh, compilation. Okay. They do these fucking weird-ass, like, like big teeth move and, like, all this <laughs> weird shit. Yeah. But they make up characters. And, oh, okay. Um, uh, Palmer. Palmer's doing some weird shit. Okay, I love yeah. Palmer's style right now. I like now. Palmer, too. Um, but I just love that there's, like... Like, I'm very traditional how I break. Uh-huh. But I love that there's space in breaking for everything yeah you know it, yeah well you know i honestly think all breakers are weirdos you know because yeah. like you really think about it back in the day when there wasn't breaking before and they were just playing music at a at a, an event or whatever you know just at a party and people just said i'm so hyped i'm gonna roll on the floor that's roll a, on the floor that's a fucking weirdo yeah. dude that's weird that's the like, weirdo the weirdo everybody said, else is dancing with girls and then they're, and like, they're like the floor the floor i yeah. need to put my face on it dude yeah. that's a weirdo for real dude so like I, there's definitely weirdo baked into this culture oh yeah yeah i mean uh, there's so many people that break now you're obviously going to get these different divergent paths and i i think it's dope i, I don't think necessarily everybody is dope but uh, or every one of those styles is dope, but I welcome it because it might take it somewhere else. Yeah, know? because I, I think you need to have people pushing those boundaries and not being dope for the people to be oh, able yeah. to push the boundaries and be dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like you need people to like be brave enough to like try something mm-hmm. and do it. And then like later on, somebody could see that and flip it and do it in a dope way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, when I first saw Freak Show, I was not feeling it. But now, <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Like Ross Skelton's fucking dope. Like he's killing yeah, it he's right now. Been, yeah, that guy's um, dope. Yeah, and just like, dude, they're fucking flexible. I'm not that flexible. I wish I was that <laughs> flexible. Uh, Freakazoid. Um, yeah. Boogeyman. Boogeyman's um, dope. Yeah, they're, they're those guys. I mean, they they really changed the game. To be honest, like you look at what they were doing back then, and everyone was hating on them. Yeah. And they were still beating a lot of people, and then now you see it that style has really become like you know really into you know the mainstream styles now you see kazuki rock you could definitely see he took a little bit of that from yeah. them you see someone like um oh what the hell is that guy's name um oh, i'm gonna forget his name from east side b-boys in east side ukraine B-boys. i think uh chirito no um, not chirito Oh no, Chirito, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but he's in a different crew. Illusion of Exist, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of the other dude. Um, he's IP voice. Um, really flexible not- dude. He used to like pop up, and then he would drop to his shoulder, then pick up again. Oh, I can't remember his name, dude. Yeah, that might be the wrong. Gun? No. No, no, no. Um, God damn it! Come to us. <laughs> Anyways, but it's like the people who say like, "Oh, that's not breaking." Yeah, you know? yeah. Then I'm like, dude, it's breaking. You don't like that type of breaking. Yeah. But it's still breaking. It's still breaking. You know? Um, it's like, you know, it's like saying like, oh, that's not food. It's like, it's the type of food you don't like. like exactly. Don't say it's not food. Yeah, no, that's exactly You it. know, like you're okay. Like it's fine for you to not like 
a type of something yeah for you know? sure like have your have your taste like yeah you know like personally i have my own taste but i can still recognize that and yeah you know. no definitely i i'm not gonna eat the crickets but dude you go to like thailand oh, and they sell exactly. them on the street they're like hey yeah. you want some crickets they're, like, they're nah, fucking dude. street food <laughs> awesomeness and also like like I, I was watching like some recent like bc1 or, or break free or whatever with my girlfriend yeah and she likes the weirdos because oh, yeah, it looks yeah. different to her. Everybody else looks the same. Like, not knowing anything about breaking. Uh-huh. Like, people who move differently stand out way more to somebody mm. who doesn't have knowledge yeah, yeah. of, you know, the culture. Not the culture, but, like, you know, breaking. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah, no, I think it. that's one of the purposes of breaking is to stand out. So, yeah. it, doing, like, kind of a weird style is accomplishing that goal. So, I feel like they're being successful at it. Doesn't mean that I necessarily like it but hey they're taking a shot in the yeah. dark and hey, maybe it'll hit and i mean it's kind of a braver step to do that than to like yeah do what just, everybody else is doing yeah to do the the you know six step halo f- baby freeze and go yeah i killed it yeah <laughs> better th- <laughs> and then put your leg over your thing and, and then whip your dick out <laughs> yeah oh yeah finger the butthole oh, there we not go. crackers bro you're actually i mean really like no crackers you're kind of figuring it out that's true huh yeah. oh man and yes. on that note welcome to the podcast <laughs> welcome to the podcast everybody this is what we talk about on noise of the Boat boys <laughs> hopefully you're still listening yeah <laughs> don't leave now don't leave now well, wait there's more there's more uh, uh butthole fingering coming yeah. up so much more <laughs> um dope dude um so uh i'm curious like so how like how uh, you take creativity into your own like style like what what is like your process of that and I guess what goes through your mind when you're doing that? So I'm very actually intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have in, in my system I have something called uh, fragments and forces. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm very set based, and see. the reason of that is I used to freestyle so much I would hurt myself. <laughs> so I would like throw myself into something I'd never done before yeah, on the yeah, spot, yeah. and then no good. I'm out for like six months. It's, it's no, no good. So I became very set based, um, and then you know the goal is to like freestyle the sets. But I see. Yeah. Anyway, so I have these things called fragments and forces, and fragments are like little pieces, like little small things. Yeah, okay. and then a force is like. Like a combo, like a couple fragments oh. put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what I what I would do, and usually, I mean, I'm kind of, I lean more towards footwork than anything else. So usually this will be in footwork. Yeah. Um, and I'll just kind of like sit in a position, and I'll like create, and I'll like intentionally be like, okay, now is my time to create. Oh, okay. And I'll just kind of either I'll explore, you know, different moves or. Sometimes I'll freestyle and come upon something new, um, mm-hmm. but it's very intentional. Um, like, and I try and do it consistently. So okay. I try and do it like every practice or every other practice. Make something new, flip something old, make it yeah, yeah. constantly be evolving. I don't want to look the same as I did a year ago, ever. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to smoke myself from a year ago. Yeah, that's you no, know? that's a good goal to have. You know, or then, or if you move it up six months, or whatever it is. No, actually, know? the the guy that taught me and my brother how to how to break, he always had this rule where you go to practice every time you practice, you have to be better at something. Yeah, and that like, just that little step, and just having that one little rule has helped me tremendously. Yeah, like because that's 
honestly one of the only rules I really stick to and it's like helped me like so much but you know um, going back to like what you're talking about with fragments and forces um, uh, I feel like it's kind of similar to what I do because I try to make little pieces of something that can kind of fit wherever and it'll be like a, just a statement right yeah. there. and then like a longer kind of thing and what I try to do is kind of freestyle between them yeah, yeah. Um, is that kind of how you yeah so basically so the idea is that the, a, a force is like a longer like set that you would use in a battle yeah whereas if I'm just ciphering I'll mainly just stick to like fragments and random orders oh okay yeah you know so like I have my like go-to forces that I've drilled so like yeah. it's time to battle you know and there's the pressure I can just fall back on my like muscle okay. memory I don't have to think yeah no that's you know? that's important that's actually what I was gonna say is one of the things I do is I practice those you know forces that I have and I try to I try to get it to where I don't need to think about it and then I just say let's forget this shit yeah. and then when you dance it's just gonna happen and even if it's just a small piece of it it's still gonna happen and you know that you've put a lot of thought and effort into making this look good it's gonna look good however it ends up coming out as long as you don't fall on your face right yeah so and that's the idea and the the process it's kind of like a, a longer process of kind of the flow is you know you create the fragments put them into a force then you know you have like three three to five forces per round mm. something like that so you yeah, have yeah. you know your beginning your middle your end yeah and then if you have enough energy some more in the middle whatever mm -hmm. then once i throw it in a battle i take a look at this force and i deconstruct it and i say okay i've already done it this way yeah. i don't want to be predictable let me take it apart see what i can flip and see what I could change. Oh, what yeah, can yeah. I learn to do the other way? What can I learn to do in reverse? Um, you know, yeah. what can I take apart? And then I'll put them back together um, with something new. And then that'll become a new force. So it's always kind of changing. I never, I'm always aware of like the weakness of being set based is you can become very predictable. Yeah, very you know? predictable. So I'm always in this process of like creating and uncreating and mm. like, you know, deconstructing things. Yeah. Um, wow making new stuff but then you know when i'm in this that's for battles but when i'm in the cypher i just kind of like i try and maybe i'll think of like three fragments i want to include in my i'll have in my head mm -hmm. for my for my round or i'll think of like my go down and my ending and i'll just yeah. kind of be like whatever in the middle I, yeah no i've i've like really been trying to, to not think of anything that's good too yeah it's, yeah because I, I have just so many freaking moves that like you know i mean tons of fragments basically yeah just like everything i have is fragments and i i realize that i have just so much of this stuff i don't even use a lot of it like and i train them like crazy but like what's the use of having it if you don't really use it right so then i go how about i just get it to where it just happens naturally yeah and then i just just dance don't think of anything let it come out naturally and then hey Maybe you get it. What I guess and that's what the else? ultimate goal. Yeah, that's the ultimate you know? goal. I think that's it's it's not an easy thing to do, by the way. Sure, it's like um, but that's kind of what I've always been trying to do. Um, when I've been at my best, when I performed my best, it's been after a period of serious drilling of forces, but like with like some time in between that. So, um, like I I had a period of time where I like drill them to death and I know mm -hmm. them really well. And then I forget about them for a little bit. Oh and yeah. Then I battle. 
then they naturally come out oh. really well. And so it kind of like, like lets them sit a little bit, but they come out more naturally in the freestyle. Mm. Um, so like, for example, I had like an exhibition years ago. Maybe it was like a breaking international thing or whatever. Okay. And then, so I trained hard for the exhibition. Uh-huh. And then like, you know, like a month or two went by and then I had a two on two. And in the two on two, I was like flowing really well. Oh, yeah, Everything yeah. was coming out nice. Um, Cause I had like pounded it into my muscle memory and then kind of gave it room to breathe. Oh, okay. You know, and then it started like yeah. really coming out. Actually, when I was in school, uh, one of the things I would do is I'd be training like crazy. And then when I'd have a test, I would just freaking disappear for like two weeks and just not train. And then I'd come back and as like a present to myself, I'd go to a jam. Yeah. And I would always like kill it at that jam because... I would be training so hard and then that break like gave my body I guess some time to rest my mind some cleanses you yeah like my mind just was not on anything anymore because I was like oh I got through that crazy test I probably failed it fuck it like everything else is on my mind like the thing that's not on my mind is worrying about this dude that I'm battling or like me falling on the floor like that's the last thing I care about at this moment and so then I would just go out like kind of with a free mind and shit would happen that's the zone man yeah and that's is. the trick is getting in the zone and you know it's hard to do but once you're in it you know you yeah. feel you feel great that's the the flow state or whatever you want to call yeah do it. you have any tricks of like getting into that uh, that's something oh, man. i'm trying to figure out great sleep is number one yeah okay you gotta have great sleep that's without that it's not possible okay um and this is actually what i went to college for um uh-huh. i got my degree in uh kinesiology with a okay. social science emphasis so like okay. not the kinesiology for physical therapists, but more like sports psychology stuff. Oh, okay. Um, like how to achieve peak performance okay. kind of thing. Um, so the flow state is when you have a challenge that is not too easy or not too hard. Mm-hmm. It has to be challenging. Um, otherwise, it's not going to happen. So you have to feel some pressure. Okay. But it can't be like way above your level. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it has to be in that sweet spot. Um, you have to have a level of um, excitement that's your natural. So, for instance, some people do better when they're more chill. Other people do better when they're really hyped up. Mm. Some people are in the middle, and that and it's different for every person. Yeah, you know. Okay. So you got to find what that is for you. Mm-hmm. Whether you need to like calm yourself down and then go chill, or you know really hype yourself up, get super amped, and then go. However you perform best, you need to be there. Um, and you gotta have like minimum of stress in your life, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you have like worries about a job or, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, that's gonna affect you. Um, and great sleep is number one, man. Yeah. Great sleep is, if you're not sleeping well, um, it's not gonna come out. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's, I mean, for me, that's when it's happened. I would say I've probably been in that like four or five times at most. Okay. I don't think it's not very common. You know, it's it's this kind of phenomenon that um, is around, but it's hard to create. You know? Yeah, it's it, it it'll happen naturally once in a while, but yeah, I've always like because I've been in it a couple times, but it's like how how did I get here? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, weird. It, like time slows down. Yeah, you exactly. feel like. Um, but it's super cool and it's like, like this real thing that scientists have studied that's like, you know Yeah, like stuff. you kind of feel like there's some sort of like superpower in you like yeah. at that moment Hell yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's like 
time slowing down that's a fucking superpower yeah. man like you can like um and everything feels right um yeah i remember the first time it happened was um it was the tw- 28th renegade anniversary at 330 rich and they say like okay. the small did you go to the ones like in the small club like the yeah, small bar yeah. so it was the first one there um and i remember i was battling in the bonnie and clyde battle with actually one of the me plus two girls um do you remember them uh they're, they're from out here um they were one of miles's students as well okay um and now they're like a dance tiktok rapper group oh shit. um yeah they're pretty dope uh shout out me plus two but yeah i was hearing that and i think it was the prelim battle okay and like it was like don't sweat the technique came on and i just like killed it to this i was like and it was yeah, just yeah. like insane like i never had done that well before and i was just like feeling like perfect yeah you know yeah. it's great and then the next round i battle flow master and you know, crashed oh. and it was horrible <laughs> but yeah you know well, i mean something like that would kind of break your mindset i would think because you, you're going up against him and you're like oh man hell i didn't i didn't crash but i didn't do well like, well but yeah you're, you're like oh i don't want to lose to this guy i was like man he's probably flow gonna master. kill me he's fucking dope man i love flow master that's one of my major inspirations he's, he's super dope he's so good i mean yeah. man there's still moments that i've seen um from back in the day when there's this 90 move he did um in uh, was it it was a, uh, the ultimate cypher at um pro-am pro-am yeah there's this weird like thing he like did this did a 90 and i was like what in the hell is that <laughs> i've never seen anybody do that i've only seen him do it like twice and I'm yeah like, jesus christ this is crazy he's so nuts he's one of the greatest of all time for sure for sure yeah for sure i mean there's nothing that guy can't do honestly i know He's and dope. he could beat your ass because he's like a boxing Yeah, right, he's a fucking dope ass locker too. It's <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck, well, <laughs> Taekwondo dude. Oh yeah, God, damn. Yeah, um, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, master's dope. But anyways, yeah. Back no, back to like flow states. Um, no, yeah. It's it's like a that's like a phenomenon that I really I th- I feel like there's there's got to be some people in the scene that know how to really tap into that. Be- yeah, because they're like. I'm, think of like someone like maybe like uh morris or something like where they just know how to turn stuff on yeah or like um well morris i think he he can do it but also he knows how to like battle no matter how he's feeling yeah yeah you know like that's true yeah because it's like with something in his brain like i mean like something in his brain is going like hey like fucking all the other shit that's in your in your head right now forget about that because you gotta like kill this person you know what i mean and he can just battle yeah but the flow state it's like you can't really rely on it it's no, it's like no, no. you know it's like you can't go into battle and like all right i'm gonna get this flow state and i'm gonna kill it yeah you know you gotta like it happens if it happens and you can like kind of do some things to make it more likely uh-huh but um yeah i feel like morris is just like he's just We're like machine i've seen that guy just be going off machine is unstoppable if he has the right music yeah 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 and that might be how he taps into that yeah you know what i mean i don't know is that is do you think is that some way to tap into a flow state um like with with just good music it puts you in the right mindset and you're no no i think i i don't i I think it's not necessarily the flow state i think it's something different i think he's just killing it i think he's just an amazing yeah like dancer when he has the music that he like is that really like 
that he really likes that he really yeah. wants to dance yeah. to he was like like dude he does ridiculous stuff like you see this shit when he like jumps up and grabs the fucking like <laughs> roof and the hangs there for a second yeah. you see that clip yeah <laughs> he's just like dun, dun, and everybody's just like is he hanging from the ceiling right <laughs> that's dope <laughs> like dude who else could do that yeah. and then and then i met him and he was yeah anyways. no he's he's small but <laughs> But he, can, yo, he can jump high. Though. Oh my god! And he hang with the ceiling. But yo, Machine was like, at one point he was my favorite b boy uh-huh. for sure. I was like, he's a lot Mach- of Machine favorite. is everything. Like, two thousand seven, eight, something mm-hmm. like that. I was like, oh my god, Machine, he's nuts. Yeah, I mean, he, he's from Sac, and yeah. we used to see him when I first started in high school. He would come out to my high school every once in a oh, while. Dope. I'd be like, dude, this guy's crazy. You just came out, or was he teaching? Or um, the guy that taught me, um was good homies with him okay so like they would just come and train at our school once in a while Sick. like you know, I don't know they were like 20 something at that time yeah um so they would just show up practice with us or whatever so i would see him and this was before he was really famous yeah and it was like he's still killing it like oh this guy's go- gonna go somewhere and then you know i think he got with like the b-boy world team or whatever and then like everybody was talking to him yeah. about him like i think he battled this dude named matthias in um france mm-hmm Who's, who's another like beat killer type of b-boy and yeah. they just were like beat killing like crazy but the dangerous thing with machine is like like everybody could be a beat killer but machine is like it's what he's gonna kill the beat with yeah you know he's gonna grab he's gonna, the ceiling he's gonna grab the ceiling he's gonna flip into something crazy yeah he's gonna you know hit some like nuts freeze or power like a lot of there's a lot of beat yeah. killers out there who don't have a lot of like content you know? oh yeah that's Cause i know because i used to be one of them you know, like I used to be able to like, I to got like, my musicality and, and then, now I'm going to go home. <laughs> like, like that was what I had is like, I could hit the beat and hit chair freeze. Uh, I mean, but I it's like machine. It's like, it's not just how, what he, the music he hits. It's like the crazy dynamics he's hitting it with. I mean, I think also he's, he's, he's on the weirdo shit where he's like, oh, I'm not afraid to do the weirdo shit. Jump up and grab the ceiling. Who the fuck thought about that? Yeah. But I mean, that's a weirdo that would think of that. Right. But that was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Machines. It's not putting the foot over the head, but that's that's some weirdo shit. For that's real. some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's that. You're totally like thinking completely outside of the box, outside of the realm of like what people have been doing before. That's yeah. That's definitely some weirdo shit. But it, you know, I don't know. Taking the taking the risk. It could have been whack, but it was dope. He could have missed the thing. Yeah. What stuff. if he missed it? Or like he, he catches it and like it's actually because the thing like, is he didn't really look. <laughs> What if, what if he just grabbed and it was like a like a, and it, it fell like yeah it just fell oh man the entire jam is ruined it was like a live like power wire it just rips out and then fucking burns the building down oh my god yeah that would be all bad yeah see that's a way that the weirdo shit goes bad <laughs> another another milesism it's not what you do it's how you do it oh for sure yeah but i gotta add something to that but it's also what you do it is also what you do yeah you know it's what you do and how you do it yeah especially yeah. when it, when we're talking about machines like that's what he does and how he does it there's there's like, things that are objectively whack like whipping your dick out in the devil <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh i can't believe it. i can't believe i've never heard that before oh dude yeah that's that's a legendary moment Good lord it, it, it's a dark time in <laughs> breaking history <laughs> 2024 Olympics. You can so you ready? Of it. I'm sure there's footage. I don't want to find footage. You don't want to, but yeah. Is it that, pixelated in the footage? Or? I mean, I don't think I've censored? seen the footage. I don't think I've seen the footage because I was there live. Oh God! So this thing is ingrained. It's not something you got home and like burned in my mind. Let me see that again. 
now. Yeah, yeah, it's not something I'm trying to see again. <laughs> Man, I've seen those videos of guys doing like swipes, like they, like swipes, and they're taking off their pants. Have oh, you seen yeah. those meme videos or whatever? I've seen the one where there's this dude. Um, he was just drilling. I think just like '90s or something. Like, yeah, I think it was head spins, and then he's just taking all his clothes off, and it's like that's like old school though. Like, yeah, but he keeps like Storm did that. Yeah, he would get he would take his shirt off. He would go down jacket. to his boxers. Yeah. But Storm would go down to his boxers. They go all the way, man. All the way. Like, they're swinging, you know? It's flailing <laughs> in the wind, dude. I remember hearing something about, like... If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I want to say it was, like, Flexum. Doing, like, air flares. Like, butt naked. naked or something. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, Flexum. I love you, Gordy. But I feel <laughs> like... I, I want to... That sounds like something he might do. Yeah. Actually, no, I think... Um, I think I remember there's an old video. That it was on a video. Maybe it was getting naked and he just ran through the streets and just started doing flips. But here's the problem. Wouldn't Thesis have been like 17 then? Ooh, that's that CP. <laughs> Whoop, I didn't see it. I, I. <laughs> Cut. I have not. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no, I mean. Break dance. Yeah, no, there's there's some old like footage I remember. I've seen uh, this dude in Europe. I think he was doing like dick threads with like he was in. A How do we start house. talking about this? Yeah, I don't know. We should, should we move stop. on? We should move on. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's regroup, guys. Let's regroup. <laughs> this is why you come to this show. But this noise getting, of the broke boys. It's getting cut, dude. <laughs> talking about. Oh my god, dude, breaker. So, um. Dude, so do you have any like funny stories um, in your like career of breaking, or really anything? Probably. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, my first jam ever that I ever went to uh-huh. was the exhibit was Death by Disco Ball, the exhibition between Hella Hung and Flexum. <laughs> that, that was, was my one. introduction to breaking jams. And when yeah, I was there, yeah, I had no frame of reference. <laughs> so is this what I didn't really know, oh. like whether it was like normal or not. <laughs> For like Hello Hung to come out as like Ultimate Warrior shit yeah. with the tassels and just jumping on his on yeah. his back. And, and that was when like, Flexum just had his like thong on or something. Yeah, he like stripped down to yeah. his underwear and then like did like a head spin on a bottle or something oh, yeah, weird. Yeah. You know, he was killing it. Actually. He was good. No, Flexum was like one of my another like top inspiration, like yeah. from the North Bay. He's super <laughs> dope. But like, it was just that being my introduction yeah. to breaking jams. Yeah. So for people who don't know, this was a battle between Flexum and Hella Hung, and Hella Hung is kind of like this local legend uh, in the San Francisco area where he just, you know, dresses in some wild stuff and battles people and i don't even think he really breaks like well his really style break? is like he let's call him a suicide specialist yeah he just jumps he on just his face. jumps and lands yeah no footwork <laughs> no power move like no breaking really just jumping and like landing. I, I think at some point he learned to do an indian step and yeah. then jump and land yeah and, and it's in an ultimate warrior costume and so anyway so he battles doing the moonwalk and shit and, and like, flexum was wearing like a crazy wig with not not yet this was before that this was like he just had the thong on he just stripped down he's not not a thong not bucho bros the it was before I it was the same bros. costume no it was before no, bucho okay. bros it was this was a jam held in san rafael i'm pretty um, sure i was at the jam so david was hosting yeah yeah i think monkey was judging 
Yeah. Um, I have to find footage of it. If you it look up "Death by Disco Ball" Flexum versus Hella Hung, I think it will come up. Okay, I think. Um, and it was the first jam I entered too, and I like remember being so nervous. I just did six steps. I literally <laughs> went out for my prelim round and did like five, six steps and left. You're like, oh, I forgot my ultimate warrior costume, so I don't know, I'm too Bro, nervous for this. Like, I, I didn't know what to do, so I just went in and did six, I completely blanked, and I did six steps, and then I was like, oh God, I gotta go. Was a <laughs> was Red Dragon there with his crazy mask on? I think like, so. Okay. So yeah. I was like, what is this world well, I just yeah, stepped well, into? Like, I assumed that was normal. <laughs> There's like a bunch of lockers like there and they got their crazy outfits on too. I don't think there was, I don't know if there was lockers, but, um, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty wild introduction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Hung Dynasty was around like that that was actually a dope squad. It was like around Hello Hung. It was Profo, Rob, uh, Milestone, Joey Grunes, Flexum, Flexum, David, David, um, who else was in it? I don't know. I mean, Hella Hung. Hella Hung, bro. Hella Hung was the leader. Yo. The leader I mean, shout out to Hung, bro. Like, you know, he he did his thing. He's He should come back. He's come back. back He's making it. a movie. Is he? He's making like Breaking 4 or something like oh that. Oh, my God. Hella Hung, come on the show, dude. I, I got to hit you up, dude. Hit him up. Hit him up. Actually. I feel like he's in the Bay. Like. I remember he rode his bike somewhere and just disappeared for a while. And he, he rode his bike down to Venice Beach, and he's been at Venice Beach for a long time. Okay. Like, lifting weights. With the, so he's, oh, with he's, he's hella buff, too? No. No? <laughs> he's just hella hung. <laughs> I mean, he's always been hella buff. I mean, yeah, he's... Like, that's the thing about hung. Like, he, he was he, always, like, kind of buff, you know? He was, uh, that's how he did those suicides. Yeah. Because he was kind of he buff. He just flexes and just, like... like he wasn't scrawny. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. he wasn't like chubby either. Like he, he was kind of he, he was kind of buff. He has some meat on the bones. And Jason too, his brother. Uh-huh. You know, I saw him yeah. there. He was also doing the suicides. That's and true. And I was yeah. like, like that was kind of tight. Like I was like, I didn't know somebody could jump and land and get up okay like that. <laughs> you know what he was? He was the fucking. You ever you ever played Smash Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> fucking Kirby just turns into a rock. <laughs> He's like indestructible. Yo, he's totally that. Dude, he's bro. fucking Kirby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I mean, really, if you think about it, he's doing wrestling moves without like a, a dude that he's like without an without yeah, an opponent. He's true. doing solo wrestling like bombs. You he's, know? Yeah, he's he's uh, choke slamming himself. <laughs> dude, oh, hello, he's a legend. Dude, just like growing up around there. You ever go to the City College jams in I SF? I think so, yeah. Those were a lot of my early jams. Um, man. So so <laughs> your, what was your second jam experience? And was that like, were you like, hey, where's the like costumes at? I, I feel like my second jam experience was Mighty Four. Okay, that's I want to say, which is like, it was either Mighty Four or one of the City College jams. Were you like, hey, how come no one's getting naked here? No, I was okay with that part. <laughs> You're like, okay, I I'll... just thought that there was like a lot of weird characters. Or you, you were like entering the jam and you started getting naked and everyone's no. like, what are you doing? No. Oh, I thought this was normal. Like, no. <laughs> like I could understand because nobody else was getting naked. There. It, was just, <laughs> it was just Flexum and Hung. But I, <laughs> what are we talking? why do we keep coming back to this? Just getting naked, Oh my dude, God, just jam. get naked. Break dance, get naked. Get naked. Um, but you know, it was Mighty Four. It was the out. It was like the last out for fame 
maybe oh yeah that yeah. mighty four they had this venue in sf that was like pretty big mm -hmm. actually i don't remember the name is i don't know if it's still around mm -hmm. um it was like massive i want to say massive monkeys one and they were okay. doing like their full routines like you know like like giant routines and everybody had little commandos and oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but i don't know i feel like maybe before that there would have been maybe some jams at cell space or oh, yeah. some city college jams i miss cell space yo That's... i still have a brick from cell space oh really from the building from when they my house erected or whatever yeah that's crazy yeah shout out to wacko yeah um that was actually my introduction to throwing jams is uh -huh. i helped wacko throw the celebrate cell space jam the very last one okay yeah, um, yeah. and uh but um yeah i miss cell space that was like my home man are you are you planning to throw any events like in um the definitely next year in the fall and this is pretty far off but renegades uh 39th anniversary Damn. and then the year after that will be uh renegades 40th anniversary that's crazy and probably some small things before okay. that i don't want to start with a big anniversary jam yeah you know yeah, i kind of want to like yeah. get back into it um I mean, I've thrown a lot of jams, but mm -hmm. it's been a minute because it, of COVID. It's stuff. A, throwing jams is a lot of work. I always, yeah. I, I never did it myself. My brother was always throwing them, so I was always helping him with it. And I'm like, dude, this yeah. looks like a freaking headache to do. It's a lot. I mean, it helps to have definitely a team. Yeah. And the more organized you are, the better. And uh, like, for instance, uh, me and Ark threw a lot of jams at uh, the studio in Marin, the Rocco mm. Rocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those ones. Yeah, it was like with the kids and stuff. Yeah, man. And that was like a dope because we kind of got it down to a science. Okay. After throwing so many, we were like, okay, we know what to do. We have it all set up. Yeah. We yeah. got into kind of a groove and we were going to do like the final one. And it was like going to happen. We were going to like fly out logistics. It was going to be dope. Okay. COVID hit like oh, right yeah. when we were about to have it um yeah man but yeah that yeah. kind of screwed everything up <laughs> yeah but i love those i mean my favorite ones that i've thrown was probably the the outside ones um the concrete jam sf um where we had it uh we teamed up with amjad from uh he's a guy who organized circle kings oh yeah um, okay and now he has a jam called uh um concrete jam in uh, switzerland okay so me and squid threw a jam in sf and the winner, uh, which ended up being Scarface, got flown out to Switzerland. Oh, that's um, nice. And it was just like on the concrete, like right outside of BART station. You know, oh, yeah. we just Scar like, would win that for sure. He did. That dude's a he did head spins. He's like on the concrete. He's he did a fucking like shit. fist ninety on the concrete, like some <laughs> crazy shit. And I'm like, he's just bloody and like, dude, he was. It was yeah, like, like, like I don't care. It was like a skate video. Like man, he's <laughs> yeah. just like going for it. Yeah, Scar is the skater of breaking. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. He's, he's a. <laughs> Except he scoots. He's a scooter. He's a scooty. Cutie McScooty. Almost what, spit my drink. <laughs> Cutie McScooty is what I call him. Oh hey, shout out to Scar, man. Yeah, no, Scar's dope. dope. I've been trying to get him on here, actually. Um, yeah, Scar's the man. Yo, the crazy thing is I've been battling him for the longest. Like, mm -hmm. I have footage of me and him battling at the payback when he was, like, in his emo phase. Yeah, um, when he looked like Justin Bieber. No, before that. He, oh, yeah? he was like an emo kid. He had like he had like black hair and then like covered his eyes. Yeah. Oh and yeah. He was yeah like, I remember. And he came and he was like doing the the nasty ray grab the um grab the shirt and head slide. Oh yeah. With yeah. The guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I that was like ten years ago. <laughs> my my breaking will make you feel the darkness in my soul. Oh my god. He's gone through some some looks, man. <laughs> yeah. He's, he had emo kid. Then he had Justin Bieber. 
Then he had like, what do you have after Justin Bieber? He had like normal. I mean, he had uh, hair. He had uh, like, he had uh, regular hair, little pump kind of look. <laughs> yeah. Then he had like colored hair, and yeah, now yeah. he has no hair. Now he's got the Uncle Fester look. <laughs> I. <laughs> What's up, Scar? I yeah, love you, shout man. out to Scar. I love, I love you, man. You, man. Don't call, call me out. Love you. <laughs> Don't call me out either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no I, I love that guy um yeah. anyways what were we fucking talking about um i don't know somehow we got into promoting but we were doing something else before that yeah probably oh, like naked people event know. about event promotion yeah um yeah no so uh i actually want to get into event promotion eventually but, uh, i mean i know it's a huge headache and i don't want to necessarily be the guy that's always throwing them but i do we used to throw this halloween jam back oh, yeah? in the day where it was like dirt cheap to get into the jam if you wore a costume but it was like 20 bucks if you did yeah <laughs> penalize them like penalize you if you didn't wear a costume yeah and then it was just like wild battles of people Tight. in costumes so i want to bring that back yeah i think it's funny and i have a couple ideas for some event like how to um you should just throw it like not on halloween but like still do the costume. <laughs> yeah, no, that I that's how you're really but make it like free for people to come win in, in, in the costume. costume. Yeah. Like but make it on like a, a Wednesday in yeah. like you know April. Oh yeah. And it's like yeah, it's like in the middle of like some really populated area, like, like in, in the down, mall. Yeah. And yeah. there's just all these people in costumes. Like you got Na, freaking Naruto there and freaking Ninja Turtles are all like showing oh up. You got Michael Jackson, like what the hell is going oh, on? Oh jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but that would be fun i i really want to bring it back because it was just that was just such a fun jam to throw um because we would just we would set up um exhibition battles between like spider-man versus oh, dope. that's dope. we had michael jackson versus um kid. rick james i think um a <laughs> kid oh man <laughs> we had uh dude we had some wild oh we had Power the whole Power Rangers versus all Damn. of the Ninja Turtles. So we had basically two crews just dress up as these guys and just battle. Yo, I remember um, when Roughneck Attack were visiting. Uh-huh. Um, they stayed in my place, and it was during Halloween, and we like all went out as like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> and they didn't because they don't really do Halloween like yeah, heavy in like, Ukraine. The, so they're like, what, what should we do? And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking Ninja Turtles out in town. It was like going to clubs <laughs> and like breaking. And That's hella tight. That shit was hella fun. So there's there's a bunch of Ninja Turtles just breaking, just like, like randomly high level, high level, like, like international level, <laughs> like Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles breaking at, at like some bar in the marina. Like it's just like no other hip hop people around. Oh, that's like, hella funny, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think that would be great, especially if it became like a really big Hell event yeah. that a lot of like people would come out to, you know. It's I'll, super rewarding, man, when people yeah. go to your event and then they're like, yo, I had a great time and, you know, and then they have that memory and they carry that forward, you know, and like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it's somebody's first jam, you know, and oh, that yeah. like makes them like want to get into breaking know, and yeah. then they see, you know, hella hung battle flex and strip and, you know, it impacts them forever and not a forever <laughs> scar, too. Yeah, man. Or you know what I mean. That, that would be like, tight. No, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, if a, a young Danny Dibble comes to my my jam where yeah. everyone's in a costume and they just see Hella Hung versus Flex on Part Two yeah. or Part Five. Part probably. Five at this yeah. point, I don't even yeah, know. They battle all the time. Man, Bucho Bros was a thing, man. That was some wild shit. I was like, I mean, they did a head spin on like somebody's ass, I think. On somebody's dick, dude. Was that? Oh my god. 
dude. <laughs> they did the baby coming out of the room. <laughs> and then they like went back in. Oh, yeah, dude. Breaking is wild. Yo, I, I want that weirdness back, man. <laughs> we need that fucking like. It, you know what? Strangeness. Yeah, you no, because you. Honestly, in gems nowadays, it's like sponsored by this and that, you know, this uh, energy drink. I don't think they're down with some We need Van Jam like back. Remember yeah, Van yeah, Jam? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need some wild shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, uh, I, I definitely feel like a lot of the sponsors won't get behind It's going to scare so them away. It's like you got you to gotta just throw it without the sponsor. You got to have a grassroots jam. For sure. Um, which is tough. And like most of the jams I've thrown... You know, I'm happy if I break even. Yeah. A couple when when me and Jeff were running the Roco Rocks and we got it really good, yeah. we started making a little bit of money because uh-huh. we were like really good about like okay, this pays for this, this pays for this. Yeah. You know, parents pay this much and whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, but like the organized ones, you know, it's kind of a labor of love. And one way I put it um, is, if you're gonna spend money to go travel, you know, and go to like a dope event somewhere else. Throwing a dope jam is like spending money to bring a dope event to your community. Mm. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like you're investing in your own community by taking some money that you could use for an international trip. Oh, yeah. And bringing that experience of something really dope to everyone around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tight. Yeah, no, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, no, I, I think more grassroots events are important for the like growth of the scene if it, everything ends up being the freaking monster this red bull this and whatever it's it's gonna get so corporatized and I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think know. it will i mean I, at one point i did think that yeah like at the height of the udef silverback thing mm-hmm. where everything seemed to be like a udef jam yeah, yeah i was scared i was like oh fuck you know because like nothing wrong with like that intrinsically but the fact that everything was that yeah started to like champs started to feel the same mm-hmm. you know no matter where like i go to la i go to like florida i go wherever it was like the same thing and i'm yeah. like i don't feel i'm not know? mad at it like udef like i thought was dope like they were kind of making their own like league sort of thing like almost yeah. like branding sort of what like ufc did to mixed martial arts like they branded like what we're gonna be doing for like breaking right? yeah and i thought that was a dope thing it's just what what sucks was that they had so much resources but everyone else didn't so no one could match that same intensity exactly on it. yeah and so it was just they were just getting beat out it was kind of like the uh you know just the massive amounts of money was able to like beat out like the small events which i think sucks but then they did a good thing where they would come in and kind of support that event and it would be kind of still like a grassroots thing but then they're giving like money to it to put the logo with it you know i'm sure that there was some other stipulations to make it that jam or whatever but well that's actually what red bull's been doing oh Um, yeah they actually have been sponsoring jams kind of like not on the low but like kind of like they sponsored the last couple cypher addicts and they just had like a red bull like case and that was it. Mm. I mean, you know, like, and they've been. Yeah, actually, um, they've kind of always. Yeah, so like throwing some money at it is cool. And really, there's nothing wrong with sponsorships per se. No. And I feel like the scene is always going to have the underground. There's always the underground because mm-hmm. nobody can stop it. You know, a corporate sponsor can't who's sponsoring one jam doesn't spot stop somebody else fundraising and putting together their own jam. Yeah, that's true. You know, and there's always going to be like that kind of counter movement mm-hmm. and you know and i think another thing 
in everything, most of the stuff out there is shit, and you got to dig for the good shit. You know? That's true. So it's like that that concept of digging in hip hop. Sometimes you just got to dig for good jams. You know, <laughs> dig for the good jams. You got to dig for good That's jams. That's a good way to put it. On like a world, and even like on a worldwide, like when I was like traveling, and I would like, and I was asking. Like I asked Intact, I was like, yo, what are like your favorite jams in the world? Mm -hmm. You know? And he gave me a list and I hit them all. Okay. You know, it was like, what was his list? So it was like real deal jam in Norway. It's thrown by Torb the Roach and it's in like a skate park, like in, in the bowl. And, uh, there's just like hot dogs and like people like chilling and like, uh, hella graffiti going on. And these like Torb has these like giant, like maybe like the size of this of the top of this room like old school jamaican wooden speakers oh, that shit. are just like fucking huge they got from like some reggae guys oh damn um and it's just like a party and like before that in the um skate park they have it on the boat um, oh that's tight so it's like this whole experience and if you ever get a chance look up the trailers for real deal jam it's hilarious like torb is like a, a treasure in hip-hop Oh. He's like the man, bro. Okay. He, he's the fucking man. So it was Real Deal Jam, Radical Forest Jam. I heard that one's really dope. That one was sick. Um, that was my first trip to Asia. Okay. I went to Radical Forest and then I went to Tokyo after um, just because I was like, I have a layover, you know. Yeah. To get there, you have to stop at least cheaply. You have to get, you have to stop in Japan and then go Singapore back okay. to Japan there. So when I went back to Japan, I'm like, I'm just going to stay in Tokyo for like a week and, and chill. Dope. And there was some some dope ass stuff in there. Like there was a jam on a Wednesday, like, and it was like, um, you know, uh, Mike Miscellaneous, uh, no, Terrible Mike. Uh, oh from, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was uh, living out there then. So he was like showing me oh. around, and uh, he was like, "Yo, yeah, let's go. We're gonna go to this jam." And I'm like, "All right, cool." So we take this train out of Tokyo, and it's like probably the distance from like like the bay to like vacaville or something like it's pretty far by train oh, and we yeah. end up in this kind of like suburb of tokyo and we like go down this alley and we like go up this elevator we go up like 20 floors Holy and then go into a room and it's like a fucking jam <laughs> and it's like the checker you know floor uh, like from radiotron yeah, on, yeah. The, on the floor and like fucking wing zero is hosting oh, and that's like hello people are there and then this japanese like salary man like comes you know with like the suit business suit, business suit and thing and like a suitcase comes in walks up to dj booth opens it up brings out his laptop and he starts spinning <laughs> and i was just like this and this is on a wednesday night dude and i was like fuck yeah man <laughs> hip-hop has some you. weirdos dude i love Yo, it so there's that and then um <laughs> so it was right, real deal jam radical force outbreak i went to the last usa outbreak and i've been mm. to outbreak europe as well okay um and then I feel like uh, Concrete Jam. Well, Circle Kings. Okay. And I, I can't go to Circle Kings anymore because I don't throw it anymore. But yeah, yeah. I went to the Concrete Jam. Um, and then I'm forgetting the last one. Oh. I went to IBE and IBE was fun. IBE is the one I have not been to. Oh, you haven't? That I really want to go to. It's fun. Yeah. It's really dope. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like... It's more like just a bunch of jams all kind of like in a, yeah. you know, a weekend or whatever. So you can yeah. kind of do whatever you oh. want. And if you just want to break, you just freaking go in the cypher. Or you can, they got like popping circles and stuff. Yeah. Rooms, rooms all over the place. Like it, if you don't like this DJ, you can go there and there's another DJ or yeah. whatever. The one I forgot was Yalta Summer Jam. Oh, I heard that one's tight too. I've been there twice. That is okay. like, 
one of the it's kind of like ibe yeah. but what they don't tell you it's a whole week long oh okay. so it's like not a weekend it's a week that's tight and like at the end of the week there's this like giant party that like lasts until the sun comes up that's crazy. and it's like and there's like all these different like styles are there so it's like literally like ibe but more spread out you yeah, know so okay. you get more time to breathe like you can hit the footwork battle today and then maybe chill the next day and they have like a two on two then you know the day after that yeah. um parties every night um that's one jam i've been to there's hella girls like because <laughs> it's like they got the house dancers they got the oh yeah so it's you know, like all sorts of styles and everybody's yeah. just chilling that's tight you know um and yeah. the weather is beautiful be. everybody's swimming like oh that's tight Outbreak. That's how I heard Radical Forces actually. Radical Forces is like a beach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Radical Forces quick. It's hot, dude. Oh, is it? Okay. It's like, it's on the equator, yeah. so it's like humid and hot. But yeah, Singapore is dope. So basically, all these jams are in another country. Pretty. I mean, Outbreak wasn't. Oh yeah, know. that's true. Outbreak was Florida. Okay. Um, but I mean, like. These are just examples, you know, you yeah. take what are dope, look at what are the dope about these jams, and then, you know, can I create that, you know, here, here. Yeah. and like, I love the melting pot, you know, in Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii, yeah, I've been wanting to go to that one. That one is amazing. Like, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. shout out to Jeff, 808 Breakers, 808, yeah. all the homies, like, that is a dope jam, like, because for a jam, you don't want it to just be, all right, we're going to break dance for eight hours, and I'll see you later. Yeah, you know, that's so boring. It has to be like an experience and not just an experience like um, how do I put this? It has to be the most important thing about a jam is everything that's not breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, especially because like, the breaking things. is going to be there, right? And it's going to be dope if you got dope people there. And you could break anywhere, dude. And you can. Yeah, yeah you can break you anywhere. You go outside and break in the street. Yeah, we're throwing a jam in the sand. Let's go in the dirt, in the gravel. Let's go. <laughs> People will break. Scar will show up. Yo, Scar's gonna show up, do like a million head spins <laughs> yeah, on the gravel. Like you have you know, rocks stuck in his head. So just come up and like, win yeah, the jam. Got it. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like people will show up and make the breaking tight. But yeah. yeah, if it's like, you know, just some whack, like uh, some whack bullshit where there's you know no food around or whatever, just the atmosphere sucks. Like the oh, DJ's man. whack. Like it's that hard, kind man. of stuff just breaks the. Breaks the jam, I think. I think, yeah. I mean, just think about what people want on a vacation. You know, mm. what do people want That's to do on a vacation? You know, because like for me, the ultimate for any jam I throw is I want people from out of town to come. Yeah. You know? Okay. Because like there's local jams, but also like if you throw a good enough jam, you want word to spread. You know, even if you do it like once a year or once every other year. Yeah. And you want people to start being, oh, that's like, because that's how all these big jams started. They didn't start like as the biggest event ever. Yeah. You know, even IBE, the start of IBE was like a club night. You I, know? I think so. Yeah. It was, it was Rock Force versus the family uh -huh. at, after like a battle of the year uh -huh. in a club. Uh -huh. And then Tyrone was there and been like, I should do this every year. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he yeah. was like, "Okay, so let me bring out." I think he teamed up with like a rock, uh, like a rock festival, right? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Just yeah, he got like funding through that, and then it just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's year. that's the thing. Like anybody could create that one of these true. dope jams. It just takes consistency and building it up small. You know, start small, build it bigger, 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 bigger. We're doing the costume jam. Let's go, yo, on a Wednesday in April. <laughs> Hello, yeah. <laughs> Costumes only and uh, costumes only. Yeah, 
And five dollars for costume, zero dollars if you just have your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, lingerie jam. Lingerie jam. Oh, that's that's. Remember funny. lingerie nights at clubs? Yeah, man. I don't know. Does that happen? Oh, anymore? What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it would be crazy because it would be like. Remember the foam night? The, yeah, <laughs> those are old, dude. <laughs> it would be like in the middle of winter too, mm-hmm. like in San Francisco. It's like mm-hmm. freaking windy as shit, and you're like, what? Who, what are you thinking? Like. You're just so like naked gnarly. on the street, on the dirty street. <laughs> like <laughs> the gnarliest. I mean, hey, I'm not complaining, I guess. I mean, I'm, you know, noise of the broke boys talking <laughs> about naked people. <laughs> Dude, this episode has literally been just naked people oh most of God. the time. You're just going to make that the title? Just naked just people. Naked people. On the, that's the title. Naked people. Oh, man. Naked breaking. Oh, um, shit. Well, dope, dude, we're hitting, I don't know what. What are we hitting, dude? Hour seven. Okay. Um, well, so yeah, we got a little bit extra time. Um, uh, I know you just got in with the GS breakers. Is there anything of note about that? I, cause I used to be on the GS breakers. Um, I don't really know. We haven't really had any meetings done. or yeah, anything yet. Season hasn't started right. Yet. Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I, I always like doing those games cause it's kind of my time to like try out some new shit and see like it's less pressure. I can get, I see if, you know, it's a new move, like for get some good crowd response yeah yeah i mean for me it's like i feel way more pressure in a competition so like performing is comparatively easy Mm because i'm like there's nobody who's gonna judge me yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly you know people will clap or they won't but yeah you know there's nobody who's just like "Mm." but but it feels Mm. good because there's like people obviously looking at you so there is some sort of pressure on you to like perform well sure but like it's not in the it's not in the like um the realm of like a battle where you're like, oh man, I got to freaking beat this person. So yeah. it, there's less stress. So it's kind of like the in-between phase for me, I think like between like battling and just practicing is just, let's throw some moves, see what the heck happens. If this is good, I can like adjust it as necessary. Yeah. yeah. And then just performing in huge crowds like that is like, just, I don't know. You can't describe it. I mean, like there's no jam that's as big as a freaking Warriors game. It's crazy. Well, hopefully it is with COVID. I'm worried. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Actually, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) COVID, man. Hope. Yeah, hopefully. COVID was crazy, bro. I mean, it's still crazy. It's still. Yeah, I mean, dude. There's all these crazy variants and shit. Oh man, dude. They're saying. They're saying like the vaccine is fucking like not gonna work soon. Also, like like, I've been, like every jam I hear about like. Hey guys, I got COVID. Everybody get tested. Oh like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, oh my god, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's crazy. It is, yeah. I mean, fucking. It, it's it's. I don't think it's going. Because there was that be short honest. period of time when like Delta was out there, but we didn't really know. And but everybody mm-hmm. was like super confident because they're all vaccinated. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. vaccinated. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. And then the so Delta it's like was things in there are opening, like a, and then they're like, oh no, there's this other one, and it's like, and then people that were vaccinated started getting like catching the shit too, right? Yeah. And so then it's like, oh man, is this never gonna stop? Or like, there's gonna be fucking like a booster thing to? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Know. I don't understand. I think I think it'll be a booster. I, I I mean, it's not the end of the world. I thought it was the end of the world, but it's not. When it first came through, yeah. Well, so you know, when it first came through, um, so my wife, she's a a nurse, mm-hmm. and so, um, she was working in the de- COVID department, Ooh. so she caught it, and this Damn. was in April. 
of 2020. So this was literally when they didn't know anything. There wasn't a vaccine. Like people, there was videos of people in China like dropping on the ground, like Fuck. freaking dead and shit. And we were like, oh, it's the end of the world. And then she caught it. And I was like, oh, you're gonna die. And now I'm gonna die too. Oh, so no. we're all gonna die, dude. Shit. And so like, anyway, she caught it and I caught it and we were Damn. just quarantined. This was when I was li living in LA. So we just were like quarantined for like, um, you know, a month. A whole month? Yeah. Cause, well, because she kind of got sick. I didn't really get sick. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like the most I had was like a headache. So I, I guess I just got through it pretty good. And then like, to be honest, actually, my reaction to it when I got it was not that bad. When I got the vaccine, actually, <laughs> I got oh, yeah. sick from that. So I got but, knocked out for a day or yeah, two. That shit did not feel good. But um, but yeah, anyways, like the fucking um, so like it was like kind of a nightmare when that first happened. And then we got through it and we're like, okay, maybe this is not it, like, if you're staying healthy, like maybe it's not that bad. Just yeah. don't like fucking cough on your grandma and shit. You know? Shit. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that regardless, it, but it, that's true. Yeah. Hey grandma. Hey grandma. <laughs> Guess what I brought you. <laughs> and I think I got it. I'm not sure, but I was, I was traveling. I was like in Argentina, came back, um, like in February. Like right around like the Make History Jam that oh, Gideon yeah. threw. Um, and I really wanted to go to the jam, but I was super sick. And I was like uh, trying to like go, I was trying to get my clothes on, I'm like, fuck, I can't go. And I'm really glad I didn't. Yeah, you would have probably had it. You took the whole scene out. I would have. <laughs> I like, almost did. You're like, I'm gonna battle. I hold all your face <laughs> in my hands. <laughs> Just coughing on everybody. Dude, Everyone. nuts, man. <laughs> Local b-boy but just on everybody at jam takes out the entire scene Jeez. the entire Bay Area scene <laughs> no problem there was like the, the the jam that was like all about black b-boys too oh yeah so oh, it'd be yeah. like <laughs> racial crime racial crime Lo local white b-boy <laughs> does racial crime against entire black b-boy scene the, in the Bay Area goes to the jam that's most celebrated Create black b-boys oh brings God, COVID dude. with him holy shit dude you'd be the news Woo! news article dude oh man <laughs> I go down as like a yeah, hate. genocide. Yeah, it's a black it's an atrocity. Black b-boy scene genocide. That's Damn. what you would have been. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yay! I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, you did. Not fuck. I mean, like, <laughs> fuck. I had fuck that at the idea of that. You know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> sounds like there's some things we gotta cut in this. So cancel me. <laughs> it's okay. Cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> cancel me. Oh man. Um. Okay, dude. Well, so let's close the show out. Um. Do you, um. Do you have any like other creative hobbies that you're really into? I mean, I really love um, like collecting records. Yeah. Uh, okay. I collect uh, breaking videos, like VHS tapes yeah, and yeah. DVDs, because I started breaking 2005, so that was the beginning of like the style to Alf uh, to YouTube yeah. era. That was some wild times. But I never really got exposed to VHS tapes. Like, okay. like besides like Miles gave me like a, a battle of the year 2001 or something. Yeah. And I watched a ton out of that. And then he gave me like a um, uh, the Storm tape, the, the oh. Footwork Fundamentals. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's pretty good. That was like where we got a lot of our footwork from. And um, oh, man, Japan Freestyle Session 2003 was like my favorite. Um, that's the best one of the best dvds 
It's is that like, the one where there's these two dudes that do a show and they just fall off the stage? No. What okay, is that? I remember there's a freestyle <laughs> session in Japan, and it was like hell funny that there's these these people. because they, they obviously had like the good crews that did some dope shows, and they had these. They showed all the the crews that didn't make oh, it, no. and it was like some funny shows. Like it was just two dudes, and like I think I feel like one of the dudes actually got kind of naked and then fell off the Why stage. Why are we still, <laughs> dude? Japan. Bro, just getting naked, dude. But yeah, no, um, that video I remember seeing just some, some wild shows, and I was laughing my ass off at them. Bro, you know the craziest thing? This is just like something totally different. Have you seen the video of Flea Rock reacting to his own round? Like, no, bro. So he like he like watches one of his own rounds from like twenty years ago. He's like, bam, boom, boom, bam, hold you too damn, shing, boom, boom, boom. Oh my god, son. <laughs> that's tough and i'm like oh my god that's what the world needed to heal <laughs> i need to see that I like, seen oh that. my god son i'm so dope <laughs> that's tight hey flea rock's one of the greatest but He's the sound effects are <laughs> the sound effects on the on the uh the uh, uh footage that's, that's man it. anyways i don't know i like reading and stuff audiobooks i read a ton okay. always listening to that mm. uh, fiction non-fiction Mm. Um, fantasy, sci-fi. I don't play video games because I have mm. like video game addiction. <laughs> it's like lightweight. I'll Did, stop breaking. Yeah, it's no, like video bad. games are made to be addictive. Yeah, no, they that's really literally they yeah. literally are. It's like the same mechanism that gambling. Yeah, has like so and I'm like super susceptible to that. So I try to sub in like reading and different stuff. And yeah, that's um, good. I'll get down on chess, but chess. Um, yeah, those are kind of my hobbies, I guess. I know. Chess. Yeah, I mean, it depends on like how recently I've been playing. Okay. You know, if I'm like really into it, then I like start to learn the meta game and like. Are go you gonna deep be one of those OGs that are in the like park, like just nah, smashing never. people at chess? You know, a lot of those guys are like hustlers. You know, yeah, they'll yeah, like they lose one game and then they'll, and then like, they'll like take okay, all I your money. You. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're hell good. They're hell good. That's their job. That's, that's what they do. That's their job. They that's like literally like hustle people out of some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's not gonna be you. You're not. Nah. You're not on that level. Nah, man. Um, I just want to break until I'm like. 50 or 60 man. I have a goal to be able to uh, like when I'm uh, 60 is be able to just backspin just hella dope backspin just walk out windows though well yeah that'd be great right too. you just need your legs to stay that's true yeah. yeah that's true shoot for the stars Kurt shoot for the star just a whole freaking power set let's go I mean windmills is like but a very I was just age thinking, ha age happy move I feel I like I always thought it'd be funny as like a 60 year old to be like oh my hip and just pretend to fall on the ground <laughs> and then just whip like a fast ass backspin and be like haha got you bitches yo you remember um grandpa Mar oh grandpa fell down he's dying you remember Mars Ma yeah uh, Mar yeah he used to have this dude he's like he one of like, my fucking favorite b-boys to be honest yo that he was around he was an urban apache so yeah, he was like wild, I was dude. all around him he's shout out to Mars um, he would like be like walking across the street and like pretend to fall and then do some breaking. Dude, that was his style. That's why I liked him because when he would just step in a circle. No, but he would literally do that. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that as a metaphor. Like, that's he literally in the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. Like, 
Not once. You did that a couple of times. <laughs> he still does it. We was hanging out with him in Hawaii for um, Marty McFly's uh, bachelor party. We okay. just like, you can walk across the street. Like, whoop, can it, dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that dude is tight. Yeah, he, he has that just kind of free, like, free mentality. I'm going to just go in the circle, see what happens, and fucking... Just, yeah, yeah. Just pretend to fall, and then something dope happens. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. That's. I, I mean, that's kind of breaking. You know, if you really it boil is, it yeah. down. Pretend. To I mean, fall, that, that's character. That's character. It's life, man. It's life. <laughs> so, any last remarks? Where can people find you? Um, Instagram's best way. Uh, it's uh, dibs d underscore i underscore b underscore s. Um, so that's where I put most of my things. Um, I don't know. I'm not super active right now, but like on, on social media and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but stay tuned. Renegades, uh, 39th anniversary, fall of next year. Um, shooting to be around freestyle session, either before or after. Um, In the San Francisco area? Yeah, San Francisco. Okay. Maybe Oakland, okay. somewhere around there. Um, and uh, yeah, catch me in the ciphers. Guess that, catch that smoke. Let's go. Cash me outside. Cash, cash me, cash me outside. How about yeah. that? And bring your clothes, no nakedness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Stay, you know, keep it on. It's a family show. All right, dope, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. Yo, thank you for All having right, thank me. Thank you man. guys for uh, listening. Thank you guys for watching. Sorry, this show sucks. Peace. Yeah.